FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Sunday Mass readings, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Hi, everyone. How are we? I'm doing well. <laughs> Fine, thank you. Fine, thanks for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back for another week of the Catholic Influencers podcast, episode 13. Wow, okay. So we're getting close. This is a, um, a nice season, the season of Easter, where we can celebrate the resurrection. We are an Easter people. Alleluia. Alleluia. But today yes. also a special feast. We're, we're uh, upcoming. We're preparing yeah. for the ascension of the Lord. Yes, this coming Sunday. I, I used to confuse the ascension with the assumption. Yes, I've heard you this before. A, yeah, well, I, I, I don't anymore. <laughs> now I know this is when Jesus raised. You learned, learned the yeah. hard way, perhaps. <laughs> I did. Uh, I gave a whole homily on the wrong thing once. Really? This was w- no like way. when I was newly ordained. Yes, and and uh, someone came up to me. I, they said I thought this was the feast of the assumption. But you spoke about the ascension, and I, pres- I said, no, no, no. And I walked out, and I realized what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confident. That's the best. <laughs> Look, I have a highly unrelated question. Yes. Okay. Do you have an item of clothing that you just can't part with, and you don't know why, but you've, you've just kept it for mm. years and years? I just did a wardrobe clean out. Well done. And I had someone actually help me do it. And <laughs> like things that Daniel? didn't fit. No, no, I actually hired someone. It was my birthday gift what? from Daniel. So this is like the um, Maria Kondo. It was Marie One Kondo. of those style people. She was great. It was really good. Oh was my like the goodness. whole day went through everything. Took. Um, I need one of those. All my black shirts and my r- jeans. Like she was Sorry. really ruthless. Like, do you love it? Like, do you love it? Does it bring joy? Hmm. I don't know. Get rid of it. I got rid of heaps. Like, and now my wardrobe's color coded. It's wow. really good. Cool. Wow. I feel like you would love that. I did. But item of clothing that I couldn't part with. I can't really remember what the process was like, but I think I would say my school blazer. Oh. Sorry. I just it's got all my like captain badges and things and my mum would say, you know, it's an expensive piece of clothing and you can't throw it out. I love oh, that. Wow. Yeah, but I'm not going to wear it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. You probably fit into it still. I reckon. It was <laughs> yeah. about 20,000 sizes too big for me. Classic <laughs> European mum. Yeah. <laughs> You'll grow into it. <laughs> you will. <laughs> well, for me, I think it's just, it's a jacket I bought, um, which was an expensive jacket. It was a treat I bought maybe 15 years ago. And it still looks new to me. Wow. So Do you ever wash it? I no, I don't know if I've ever washed it, but oh. I if I wear it, I usually wear it for a short time. It's okay. a yeah, it's a YD. Have you heard of the oh, brand yeah, YD? Yeah. Yeah. And I saw uh, there's a YD that just opened here close to us, and uh, I thought they have a new jacket, and it's very similar to my old one. I was just thinking, I'm really debating it. <laughs> the other one stinks because I've never washed yeah. it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, mine is a cheap pair of flannelette pajama pants. I call them yes. my Mother's Day pajama pants. I'm not a mother, but if I was, I would wear it on Mother's Day. And the like elastic is just completely gone. But I don't know what it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, actually, I have a pair of Qantas pajamas. Pajamas, yes, that I wear all the time. They're all holes. And now even more so with the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Very holy. My goodness. Love it. Well, maybe one episode we can all wear this item of clothing. (laughs) Be part of our giveaway in an act of surrender to God. I know, right? Who wants flannelette pajama pants? Full blazer for you. (laughs) Qantas pajamas. (laughs) 
This production would not be possible without the support of our FRG ministry partners and donors. Your ongoing support ensures that our online masses, online courses, podcasts, TV programs, school, youth and parish outreaches continue to reach millions of people across the world. Please prayerfully consider giving a one-off donation or becoming an ongoing ministry partner and join us in our mission to share the love of Jesus and His message of hope to the ends of the earth. Find out more rgministry.com slash donate. All right, so we're going to break open this upcoming Sunday's scripture reading and Justine's going to read that for us today. So we are reading from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 to 23. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for those of us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed them to be his head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Ephesians, I love the book of Ephesians. It's a very short letter, relatively, and um, it's a letter to Ephesus, um, to the people, to the church in Ephesus, that were a very faithful and faith-filled mm-hmm. church. In fact, Saint Paul um, saw them as the ideal church, and he explains in this reason, in this reading, why they are the ideal church. And I think it's for two reasons. The first reason is that they were loyal to Christ, and he's saying, "Hey, guys, you are an example because you are so loyal to Christ." But not only that, out of an overflow mm-hmm. of that love, you're also loyal to people. You love and you serve people. And uh, this is a reality in the church today that there are people who are, uh, in the world today, there are people who are loyal to Christ but not loyal to people and vice versa, people who, are, who love people um, and with all the right intentions but don't know Christ and are not faithful um, and not loyal to Christ. Mm. So, yeah, I'm sure we can give examples of each, um, uh, of, of, each of these kind of people. Yeah. This is actually um, it's one of my favourite scriptures to sort of bless people with or to pray over people with if I write it in birthday cards. And, oh, wow. Um, I, think I want a birthday card from you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, spoiler alert, you know what's going to be in it. <laughs> so um, I just think it's so beautiful. Um, but what I really sort of what impacts me the most about this is, you know, Paul, we know that he saw and did you know, so many amazing things in his lifetime. He saw the miracles, wonders, conversions, but he, he doesn't, he's not praying um, for them to have more faith so that they could also see all of those incredible things. Um, he didn't pray for f- increased faith so that they could see into the lives of other people or have the ability to predict events or work miracles or do that kind of prophety stuff. He prays for this um, that they would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and to increase in faith simply so that they would have 
increased knowledge of God. That's it. You know, that, and I just really think yes. that for us, our Christian life has to be centered around this purpose to know God as he is in truth, revealed by his word, by who he is, um, and, and to embed in us this true vision of who God is. And this week I was reminded, um, I heard a, a live talk with um, Shayla Visser. She is just a weapon. She was voted um, one of the top um, most top 100 most influential Christian women in Canada. And um, she loves the Lord very deeply. And she said this, our intimacy with Jesus is everything. If you lose this, you lose everything. And I really feel like this is what Paul was praying for. He was praying for everything for the people of Ephesus because God is everything. And faith in God is everything. But what is, like, I'm sure people are asking, okay, what does it mean intimacy with christ what mm-hmm. what is this pearl what is this amazing thing that that saint paul is talking about this intimacy with christ how do you have intimacy with christ mm. i think you can't be intimate with someone if you don't know them mm-hmm. and it, it really is like you in a sense with god and obviously god is far above all the relationships we could ever know on this earth but think of the person you are closest with on this earth the person who you trust most deeply the person who you would lay down your life for the person who you have the best time with the person who you can call on um think of that person and that person's probably going to fail you one day you know no matter how great they are no matter how intimate your relationship is with them now that that closeness of that relationship with that person Put that on God and times it by a hundred. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and the knowledge that God will not fail you. He does not fail you. He never has and never will. Exactly. It's I don't know. How do you explain do, intimacy? Well, I don't well, know. I, you, you did well. That was good. I think one, one, there was a there's a movie I like, which is probably not appropriate. It's called The Love Guru. This <laughs> 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 is Mike, Mike Mike Myers, and it's just it's about this guy who's uh, like this guru, and he's copyrights everything, trademarks all he's saying. But one of his sayings was, "Intimacy, into me I see." TM <laughs> trademark. <laughs> into me, I see. Well, it's funny, but it's also there's a lot of truth. It's about allowing the other person to look in to you to look into your Mm -hmm. heart and you to look into the heart and this is the beauty of our christian faith is that we understand that god is so vulnerable with us take the eucharist take uh, the prayer take jesus on the cross Mm -hmm. so vulnerable that he allows us to enter into his life through the power of the holy spirit Now, you can't do that with any other religion or any other God. But with Jesus, we can enter in, know his heart, and he can know our heart. And when you know each other's heart, those are the people that can hurt you most. Husband, wife, best friends. The people who can hurt you most are the people you are most, in a sense, intimate with, most vulnerable with. Mm -hmm. And so it is the same, again, with what St. Paul is saying. He's, hey, become, become vulnerable before God and know Christ's vulnerability in that he left heaven and came so that you might know him, mm-hmm. that you might know his heart. Mm. So the yeah, wow. And it's, it kind of talks about that knowing knowing about Jesus, but knowing Jesus. Exactly. And I was going to say, so like Paul's praying, he, he knows the Ephesians of faithful people. And I was thinking, we need to pray for ourselves and others like Paul prayed for those Ephesians because yeah. he was praying that they would truly know God as he is. Now we don't we don't really come into the world with a natural knowledge about God. We, Yes, we need to know God for our salvation, but there is that shallow kind of knowing versus that deeper sense of knowing, which is what we're talking about in this reading. Mm-hmm. And we need to 
learn this for ourselves and not go by what others around us say about Jesus because sometimes that might not always be right either. We need to just, um, what am I trying to say here? Yeah, we need to we need to learn this for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only just a revelation of who God truly is, but also a wisdom about him as well, which is yeah. where we take what we know about God and we apply that to our lives. Yeah. So, yeah. I, th- I think that's beautiful because – and God is so big that there is that personal subjective experience of knowing God personally, but there is a lot of ob- objective truths about who God is. So yes. you don't just make God who you want him to be. And yeah. that's where this wisdom comes in. It's, it's humbling to say that – Gosh, there are some parts of living out this Christian life that give glory to God and, and draw me closer to God that are challenging. And, you know, it's not the truth of who God is if I manipulate those things or I manipulate my understanding of God to work around my life. Mm-hmm. So, yes, 100%, the, the, the reckless love of God is, is that such that he wants that personal, subjective, intimate relationship with us. But there are also objective truths about who God is that can't be squished into a cookie-cutter gingerbread man mould we that had we done, have of him. We had done an episode sometime ago on the cafeteria Catholicism as well. Mm. This thing was last season, episode five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry. think it was last season, episode five. And we talked about it in yeah. three minutes and 42 <laughs> seconds. Love it. <laughs> but, yeah, Sorry. This, but this is, I think, like if you'd like to know more about this, you look at season, th- what was yeah. it? Season six, episode five. <laughs> and if yeah. I'm wrong... Which I'm probably not. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing, amazing. But it, it is, it is about it's the objective. It is about the subjective. But it, even the book, the understanding of our revelation. You see, the revelation of God closed in the Scripture. There's no more to be revealed about Christ in this world. It was all revealed through Christ in the Scriptures. But what happens is there's the interpretation of revelation. It's where the the objective becomes applicable to our lives and that's where the subjective is and how do we live out and the book of acts is for example an example of the apostles taking the the revelation of christ that was fulfilled in christ and living it out living it out to the full but paul talks about different ways in which we are to live it out we have to live it out he says in the in ephesians to live it out in wisdom knowing that we need to know the heart of god and his eternal truth. So know the scripture, know the theology, know the um, uh, and ref- uh, reflect on this um, these truths, so you can apply them to your life. But then the second thing is that there's a fuller revelation of of Christ. So he's saying basically study, reflect, and and apply this to your life. Then the third thing he talks about is a a new realization, guys. He's saying realize who you are mm-hmm. that you are the voice of hope the voice of truth in a world where it is surrounded by wars rumors of wars where it's surrounded by negativity stop saying staying quiet be a voice of hope don't be intimidated by the things of this world but rise up as a prophetic voice rise up as a voice of hope mm-hmm. and the voice of truth and the fourth thing is also the realization of God's power as well. Mm-hmm. That, hey, at the end of the day, you might be, see the, the, the world being defeated, but, but it is, Christ is going to have the last say. Christ is going to be the most powerful voice and he's going to have the, the ultimate victory yeah. because of the resurrection. And that's calling us to depth. And I think that that's a, a theme here. Like it's a very lovely scripture and it's a great prayer to write in a birthday card. But this is really calling us to a new depth of faith. And it's a bit of a silly image. But as you were speaking, I was just like, gosh, 
there are many Christians out there and there is a temptation to just jet ski on the top of the water, mm-hmm. you know, and to be a jet ski, a Christian that just kind of skims the surface and enjoys kind of life. But it's almost like God's calling us to scuba dive with mm. him. And when you, you go underwater, things slow down and you drown out the sounds and the senses and you can really focus on this this depth of beauty, this depth of I don't know what exists under the surface. And so that's the depth of faith that God is calling us to to discover, to not just keep skimming on the surface, to not just have literal eyes and literal hearts, but to, you know, to enlighten the eyes of your heart. And when you can see with the eyes of your heart, when you can see with the eyes of God's heart, man, what you see is this whole new world. Absolutely. And speaking of the eyes of the heart, um, Something else that Paul pra- prays for in this scripture, he prays that the eyes of the hearts of the Ephesians would be enlightened to understand three things. Now, these three things are, number one, the hope of his calling. So that's, we're called to be the friends of Jesus and share eternal life with him. Number two, he prays that they would be enlightened to understand the inheritance of the saints. So we know the saints are going to inherit beautiful riches and glory. And I thought about this as I was reading up on this, um, this scripture reading. If we truly knew the inheritance of heaven, we wouldn't spend time and energy storing up earthly treasures, but instead we'd be spending our time and energy on storing up treasures in heaven. Mm. And the third thing as well um, is how great his power is towards us believers. And so the power of God is seen in the resurrection and what followed. God didn't just bring Jesus back to life. He raised him to the highest place of honour. And that same power is at work in our lives today. Mm. It's, it's such an incredible inheritance that we get. Like we can be people of hope, you know. We have full security. There's nothing more secure. Literally there is nothing in this world that is more secure than the hope that we find in mm-hmm. Jesus. Simply knowing that God has, has called us to a purpose and there's a hope of his calling. We have a future. Like this is not the end. Like, And we, we spoke about this a few episodes ago and that's that's amazing because if your experience on this earth has been incredible, awesome, there's still more. If your experience on this earth has been tough, I'm so sorry, but hang on because there's still more. There is a future full of hope found only in Jesus. And the inheritance that we get, goodness me, it, not rivaled, unrivaled by anything mm-hmm. else. Like this is the awards are out of this world. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this is, I mean, it's, it's so true. And then hold uh, this is encouragement to the church to hold on, to hold on to the promise of Christ, because there are many distractions. There's a lot of hopelessness. There's a lot of yeah. desperation in this world. But as a voice, how prophetic are we? How loud are we about the hope, the wisdom, the insight, the vulnerability, the intimacy that we have? with Christ or are we quiet or is it about our private revelation is it about me and Jesus but it's never been about Jesus and I but it's always been about the church the prophetic voice of the church it's us and the world dialoguing with the world bringing people into the 12 gates that we talked about last week into the kingdom of God thank you for seeking the Lord with us today if you long for more content and resources Check out our church online. FRG Ministries Church Online is where you will find ongoing spiritual nourishment and inspiration. Online Mass, Prayer, Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, Worship Music, Eucharistic Adoration, and so much more. You can even submit your prayer requests and commit to pray for others. 
FRG Ministry Church Online will inspire and deepen your love and understanding of Christ and His Church. Be blessed by FRG Ministries Church Online at frgministry.com slash churchonline. Where did he go? What? Where did he go? Up into heaven. Up into heaven. <laughs> so this reality check today, we're going to talk about where Jesus went, the insecurity we sometimes feel when we don't know where Jesus is, where we pray, we don't hear anything, where we um, experience, like the disciples, like the apostles, Jesus going up into heaven and thinking, questioning, like, now what? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? How are we going to survive? And where did he go? Where are you, Jesus? The dark night of the soul, maybe. Ooh. And so it's a yeah, quite a bit of a challenge that we all go through, mm-hmm. yeah. including myself. Um, I I often question. I often question God and where yeah. God is and whether I'm in the right place and whether God is in my world at at certain times. And I think I, I was at a um, speaking at a school yesterday, and one of the teachers, um, no, one of the students asked. They asked, "How do we know? Like, uh, wh- wh- as you on your faith journey, do you ever?" question do you ever question do you ever doubt and well the reality is if you have faith you're going to question mm-hmm. you're going to ask where are you god why uh, why did this happen god and um the apostles i know the apostles themselves have asked these questions totally i, th- I think the theological truth around the ascension was it, it was not god checking out of this world like peace out homies <laughs> like do what i had to do hope you're all listening catch you later Been good luck all the best god bless bye you know it just that wasn't um it is it's a culminating moment that you to the works and wonders that Jesus did for this salvific plan here on earth. But it wasn't the conclusion. It was a culmination, but it wasn't a conclusion. Mm. It's like there's a to be continued, yeah. the cliffhanger. And yeah. and he told us, like we kind of know that he sent he said he was gonna send his advocate, but there is this period of time, especially for the disciples, where it's like, well, I sure as heck hope. You, you know, mm-hmm. he comes through and what he said. And there is this time of waiting. And I think that often as Christians, we can we can um, identify with that gap of like, but, but like, is are you here? Like, when mm. are you going to show up? You know, when are you going to do what you said you were going to do? And we can really identify with that gap of time that the disciples had of, wow, I really hope he comes through. Yes. It's such a hard thing to go through. I think of it a time when I was going through this and I was really questioning where God was in my life. And I remember thinking, I think I stumbled across this prayer journal that I'd written in and this prayer like 10 years later and I realized God had actually answered that prayer. And then I thought to myself, well, if God's been faithful in this in my life, well, then there's no doubt Mm -hmm. that he's going to be faithful Mm -hmm. in this other area of my life. Mm -hmm. And that's always been such a great source of consolation. So I would say to anyone who's struggling with something at the moment, remember the times where you have seen God. Yes. And so many people are anxious about the future. They're anxious about where God is in their lives. But again, look back. Has God ever let you down if you really truly trusted in the Lord? Have things worked out differently than you expected? Yes, I'm sure. I I hope so because God's ways are bigger than your ways. But God will always pull through. God will always be there. But again, for the disciples, this conflict, this tragedy almost as they were it was a joyful moment yes the victory jesus going up to be seated at the right hand of the father they're thinking well this is so cool i'm gonna have friends in high places you know (laughs) but at the same time there was the anxiety because before hey jesus um should i date this girl 
Um, should I um, go, go out with this person? Should I um, take this job? And Jesus was right there. And they could hear the voice of Jesus and get basically what the answers they wanted when they wanted. Should, should I give to the poor? Should I do this? And there was the clarity of the voice of God. And now everything from this point on requires faith and trust mm-hmm. like it never did before. And it was hard. It was tough. It would have been so much easier to have Jesus there in the next room. But the great news is we do through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But it's a, a learning to communicate in a new language, the language of the Holy Spirit. Mm, the language of trust. I want to talk a little bit about faith and feeling. Because mm. feelings can be so real and they can be big feelings and um, sometimes feelings can be so strong that it it really distracts you or you can't actually think clearly like you would have before if you're going through hardship or if you feel like you've been in the waiting doctor's waiting room for 45 minutes (laughs) and they still haven't come out to see you like why are they taking so long Um, and I think feelings are a good thing but sometimes when we sit in the feelings it can be a really dangerous place as well because feelings can often override so much of what we do. And I think I just want to talk a little bit about um, signs of Christian maturity. So we're not saying be um, all stoic and push stuff down your feelings, um, but to really be able to own our feelings and properly place them is a sign of um, deepening, depthing of, of your faith, of your maturity in Christ um, that we've been, we, we've been speaking about. This not just jet skiing on the surface and feeling all the feelings, but scuba diving underneath your feelings and having a conversation with fact. And having a conversation with faith and finding where you place your feelings in that. And I think, Father Rob, you had a really good reflection on this. Oh, I think all are important. Fact, the faith, and feelings. These are not to neglect any of them. But the question I ask is when you're discerning, when you're going through life and questioning where God is, um, you have to put things in order. There's, there's the fact that should come first. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. I believe in God. Whether I feel God whether I have faith in it, like whether I I feel I believe or not. The second thing is put faith in the fact. Jesus said it in his word. Jesus promised it through the teachings of the church. Jesus revealed himself and he knows, he promised that he's going to be with us always. Even as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there he's going to be by our side. That's the fact. That's the fact. Now I put faith in the fact. Then sometimes every now and then the feelings follow. Feelings come feelings go. Sometimes I believe, sometimes I feel like I believe, sometimes I feel like God is close. I don't need to feel that God is close. I don't need to feel that Jesus is real in the Eucharist. I don't need to feel that um, I'm forgiven after I go to confession. That's a fact. It's a fact that I'm forgiven. I'm putting faith in the fact by the fact that I'm in the confessional. And then the feelings come and go. They're, They're very subjective. And it's like a train, you know, you have the, the engine, which is the fact, and then you have the faith, which is the fuel, the coal or whatever, the sustainable fuel, whatever we use that puts it, <laughs> you put it in. And then the feeling is the passageway where there are passengers that come in and go out. Now, if you're going up a hill or whatever, and, and the other way, the lighter carriage, which is the feeling, starts to lead the train, you're going to have a train wreck. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an absolute disaster. Yeah. And without the fuel, without the faith, um, we, we can't grow in our faith. So we need to put the fuel f- through faith in the fact and to keep growing, to keep growing, journeying towards Christ. Yeah. I was just going to say this song comes to mind when I think about this topic. 
um, sometimes we only look at what's in front of us when the reality is God's actually working even if we can't see it. And it brings me to the bridge of this song called Waymaker that I want to share with you today. Even when, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Come on! That's right. I think we should just um, remind ourselves that, yeah, God doesn't stop working even if we can't see it and it's a, um, we need to persevere and, yeah. Even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, mm-hmm. he's working. God is working. And, again, the apostles had to, feel, they had to make the decision to believe that as well. Well, before they could see it and they could feel it and now not necessarily so. And 40 days later... It- they came, he came through, but they True. had to wait those painstaking and I'm yes. not putting a number on waiting and I'm not putting a number on God. But if we just read scripture, God came through and that's a fact Yes, and the relief, but also what did that do? It sent them out and I'm really excited for our next week's podcast episode because we get to talk a little bit about Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and, and what the Holy Spirit does in us. Yes. Fact uh, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, amazing and again this is all connected so just um even over the last few weeks that's such a great chronological season i I feel like i i'm just yeah i'm so inspired i love the season of easter and easter hasn't stopped yet it keeps going keeps going for 40 days until next week where we um prepare for the end of easter and the beginning of pentecost pentecost is where the easter ends Mm -hmm. but uh, we'll we'll talk about that next week so Once again, thank you for joining us. We feel so blessed that you um, listen to us. Please remember to rate, to um, review this podcast and share this podcast. Put it on your social media. Take a screenshot of of listening on the podcast and put it on your Instagram story. Tag us. We'll repost it. Catholic at Catholic Influencers underscore on Instagram. Um, Also, if you want to contact us or know more social media, go to frgministry.com forward slash um, podcast we also have an exciting event coming up in july called the catholic influencers summit there's going to be some incredible keynote speakers will be there take this chance to go deeper in your faith and take it to the next level find that all info about that at www.catholicinfluencersummit.org so thank you so much for joining us we're blessed and we'll see you you'll hear from us again mm. next week god bless ciao